0: So they are still on the mountain when our gospel lesson for this morning picks up. In other words, they're right there where we left them last week. Jesus having just delivered the Beatitudes to his disciples, these ten new commandments for living. So having now done that, Jesus here in today's passage makes a very logical and important clarification. After issuing these two, excuse me, these ten new commandments of sorts, he says, think not that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. Instead, think of these as helping you fulfill and embody the commandments. For truly I tell you, he says, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished until heaven and earth pass away," he says. Let's talk for just a moment about idioms and expressions, about common rhetorical devices like hyperboles, which is to say, let's talk about how often we use such things and about how these things function in our daily discourse. I'll believe that when pigs fly we say or this iPhone is as old as Adam these are pretty lame examples I know but they were the best I could come up with the point here being we all know when we've just heard a hyperbole we don't really think pigs will fly and we all know that Steve Jobs was not contemporaneous with the first human beings No, instead we immediately recognize that these are exaggerations designed to make a point. And the reason I bring this up this morning is to draw our attention to something that we might unintentionally read right past in this passage from Matthew chapter five, which is that when Jesus says, until heaven and earth pass away, Jesus is not speaking hyperbolically. This is not, for Jesus, a mere expression. Jesus here is not saying, this will be binding for a really long time, like forever and ever and ever. No, instead, Jesus literally means, until heaven and earth pass away. We need not be mistaken here. Jesus of Nazareth, is speaking in this moment of a reality that he truly believes will come to pass until heaven and earth pass away, he says. Now, Jesus didn't just come up with this language on his own. Instead, Jesus is reminding all of those disciples, and with them, by extension, is reminding us about that vision first uttered so long before by the prophet Isaiah. For I am about to create a new heaven and a new earth, Isaiah had said then, channeling the voice of God. A new earth in which the sound of weeping shall be heard in it no more, nor the cry of distress... And from there, Isaiah goes on to paint a poetic vision of a world at peace. Of a reality in which shalom is restored. Of a new age in which things on earth are finally the way things are supposed to be. Thus, by the time of Jesus, the Jewish community had been hoping for and trusting in this coming new age... This coming new earth, this coming new reality for some 800 years. So now, as Jesus delivers the Beatitudes on this mountain, casting a vision for how things will be then and thus for how they should be now, Jesus concludes this proclamation by saying, Until heaven and earth pass away. Until heaven and earth pass away. The point here being, it was not a hyperbolic expression for Jesus or for those who were listening to him when he spoke of heaven and earth passing away. They really believed that come the fullness of time, heaven and earth would give way to a grand renewal of sorts with both heaven and earth being made all together knew. They really believed it. Well that was 2,000 years ago. And an important question for us to ask ourselves today is, can we all these years later hear this language as something more than mere hyperbole? I want you to really think on that question for a moment. It's not rhetorical. Can we really take this as something credible? As something we can legitimately expect? As Something we really think is going to take place? Or do we hear it as a lovely hyperbole? As a poetic expression? as a rhetorical goad, uh, keep on keeping on for as long as possible. Well, the New Testament scholar N.T. Wright, who for his part believes this is much more than a hyperbole or a poetic expression, N.T. Wright has done more than any contemporary theologian to remind us that what we do here now as human beings has direct bearing on how things will be then come the consummation of the new heaven and the new earth in which I very much believe. For there is continuity between the two ages, Wright, implores us to recognize Because the biblical picture from Genesis all the way to Revelation is not one of God wiping away this present creation and just starting the new from scratch. As if everything that has happened here on this earth is discardable and of no real value. No, instead the biblical picture from Genesis all the way to Revelation is one of God taking the brokenness and the blemishes of this present creation and transforming Forming this creation from the inside out and from the outside in. It's not just discarded and done away with. And if we believe that, what this means practically speaking then is this. It means that what we do in advance of the new heaven and the new earth matters. And matters not just to get us in so to speak. But instead matters because what we do here now is in some mysterious sense helping build the coming kingdom. Helping lay the groundwork. Fitting the frame. Adding the raw materials. It matters. Listen to how Wright puts this. What you do in the present by painting, preaching, singing, sewing, praying, teaching, building hospitals, digging wells, campaigning for justice, writing poems, caring for the needy, loving your neighbor as yourself, all of it will last into God's future. These activities are not simply ways of making the present life a little less beastly, a little more bearable until the day when we leave it behind altogether. Instead, they are a part of what we may call building for God's kingdom. End quote. It's right there on your order of worship if you want to read it again. In other words, right is saying, we who follow Jesus as Lord are to be preparing things now. And moreover, we are to be preparing things until the day when heaven and earth shall pass away. Passing, that is, from their current state into the new. Leading us back to Matthew chapter 5. Not one letter will pass from the law, Jesus goes on, until all is accomplished. Until all is accomplished. Oh, dear family, there is so much inspiration packed into that little phrase. There is so much hope to be derived for the here and now embedded in these four little words. For what Jesus is reminding us of here is that as human beings, we are the ones whom God has called and tasked to help accomplish the glorious future which is to come. It goes all the way back there to Genesis chapter 1. You shall be my caretakers. Now, we can't do this on our own, make no mistake. We can't assume for ourselves the power of divine creation. We can't usher in the kingdom of God on purely human strength. But nonetheless, we as God's image bearers on earth are not only tasked to be, but we are expected to be God's co-creators of the kingdom which is to come. It is our human vocation. Which means that for those of us who believe that this is more than mere hyperbole, it means that we, until heaven and earth shall pass away, we must create. We must paint and sing. We must serve and comfort. We must feed and clothe, we must plant and water, we must advocate and equip, we must do all of things and so many more, trusting all the while that these small and common and unassuming things will nonetheless ramify in an eternal glory that we can scarcely even fathom or comprehend. They shall not labor in vain. God says through Isaiah in that ancient vision, talking about human beings, us. And so, dear family, until heaven and earth shall pass away, none of our labors here in this broken world, when done in the name of Christ, and when done toward the cause of righteousness, will ever be in vain. For all of them will be absorbed into that grand work of new creation that God will do at the last. Each righteous and loving act of ours being taken up into and being transformed by that same divine word that spoke the present world into being. Until heaven and earth shall pass away, Jesus said that long ago day. And thanks be unto God that it was more than mere hyperbole when he said it. Amen.